Oh my god, what am I doing? Hey guys, I couldn't let the story pass me. This question was asked by a law professor in New York called Echo Yanka. Can my children be friends with white people? The answer to that question is no, because white people isn't a person and friendships are between two people. White people is a collection of personalities and expectations that you have in your mind attached to people who look a certain way. That's dependent on your interactions with white people, whether in person or through the media. That's not necessarily the same for another person. There are a couple things going on in this op-ed. First off, Mr. Echo Yanka seems to be conflating political opinion with race. He does not seem to want to acknowledge that there were non-white people who voted for Trump. He seems to be very upset at Trump voters and assume that if you vote for Trump that you are against minorities and for the broken bodies, his words, of his children. This is because he sees Trump as racist. He accepts this as fact, while I am sure he knows there are people who disagree with that statement. So their support of Trump may not be them rallying behind a racist person in their mind. Furthermore, Mr. Yanka, intentionally or not, does not acknowledge that there are reasons why people may vote for Trump other than race, that there are people who do not see Trump as racist, therefore they are not against minorities, and that there are people who may have different priorities than he, for example, economic policy over race, which is their right. They may even think that his policies may benefit minorities, so they may in fact be for minorities. If that can't compute in his mind, I don't understand how he studies law where there is generally another side. He does not seem to understand that there are different viewpoints in the world, but he's convinced that he is in the right and that is where people are the most intolerant because they believe that they're acting out of righteous indignation. So apart from his intolerance of another race, he's also intolerant of different political views. I just want to point out too that intolerance becomes quite heightened from the people who believe they are righteous. Secondly, racism is racism, which is what a lot of people are trying to tell him, but he seems to want to justify it, and is inherently making the argument that morality can be bent to fit the person. Whether his associations with white people are true or false, that is assuming that they are racist because a lot of them supported Trump, and that's assuming that they are racist until proven innocent, that is a logic that is and has been used to apply different laws to different people, to treat individuals of a certain group badly, and even to try to exterminate peoples. I am talking about his logic, I'm not saying that he has done that. One day, his sons may realize that he's a hypocrite in this area and has asked them to do to others what he was worried others may do to them. So there's nothing special about Mr. Yanka's racism, it's actually textbook racism. People aren't illogical, they have a reason for treating others differently, often rooted in fear for themselves. I don't think Mr. Yanka's fears about the threat of his boys' bodies being broken and so on are grounded in reality, but let's say it's true that the majority of white people are a threat to his boys. What he's proposing still would not be right, because a person is not a representation of their group, they are a representation of themselves. I'm not saying that stereotypes don't come from somewhere, but they don't apply to everybody. And also in the US, people tie culture and ethnicity to race, which does not always add up. Being able to rationalize your mistreatment of someone doesn't take away from the fact that you are mistreating them. People act rationally based on the belief systems they set up for themselves. Mr. Yanka hasn't committed a crime for thinking differently, but I want you to notice what I just said. This is exactly the kind of logic that other people use to treat individuals badly based on their membership of a certain group. When it comes to the of race, Mr. Yanker's views are the mirror to 
to that of a white racist trying to protect himself or his children from the violence of black people. The problem is, that's an assumption of all black people. And it is also acting on that assumption when dealing with the individual. Mr. Yanka is specifically teaching his son to interact with individuals through a collective lens even though friendship occurs on an individual level. Like I said, it's nothing special. What is special is that the New York Times decided to publish it. And this gets me to my next point. This article was really meant for white people who feel white guilt. I'm not going to bother to shame people for feeling this way. If you want to feel bad about being yourself, fine. I do think that most people do this due to their own self-loathing, probably something that happened in their past that was personal that they now have a reason to validate or due to satisfying their ego and wanting to feel good about themselves. But let's say you got into this way of thinking from having heard an argument that made sense to you and the suffering of minorities seems one-sided to you and you really wish that things were different. This is possible to have that viewpoint because of those reasons. I would like to point out why this way of thinking is problematic. So I watched this video with an interviewer asking people what they thought of Mr. Yanka's headline and a headline with the question in reverse. A lot of white people thought that asking, can my children be friends with white people was okay, but asking, can my children be friends with black people was racist. The reason was that there's a historical mistreatment of black people in the country. Now, ignoring the logical fallacy that only black people have been mistreated in this country on a systematic basis, or that this country contains only the descendants of white slave owners and black slaves, and many more inconsistencies in that argument, here's what I really, really want to point out. All of us have an ideal version of ourselves. We imbue this ideal version with virtues, such as honesty, goodwill towards others, etc. When we take actions in our lives, we reference this ideal version of ourselves in order to guide us. Some of the people in this video gave themselves this virtue of not treating others differently based on color to themselves. They couldn't even conceive that they would ask that question to themselves or pass it along to their children. However, they were okay with not having black people have this same virtue. I don't put non-white people because the interviewer framed the question as a black versus white issue. This means that they have set higher standards for morality for themselves. This means that they do not see the potential of these two groups in this realm of thought as equal. When you only see someone through the lens of victimhood, you are also limiting their potential for growth because you are denying them that higher standard to reach for. Now, as you may know from my videos, I don't particularly care if other people see this or think this way. However, in this country, these double standards have been adopted by many people and it is also idealized as the right way to view the plight of black people. It seems pretty ingrained. But if people are not given an ideal, they cannot move towards it. And if everyone needs to learn how to not treat people differently based on color, but by an individual's character and actions, then the standard has to apply to everybody. I would like to end my video by asking people to return to seeing the individual as a source of moral responsibility, based on the action of an individual, not the actions of members of that group that the individual belongs to. I've said this a million times. I just wanted to make that video really quickly. Thanks for watching. Bye.